When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. What's up, everybody, and welcome back in to another episode of the Uptempo Podcast. I'm your host, Blake Lane, and tonight we are joined by a very special guest by the name of Ryan Finkelstein. He is the host of the Locked On Mets Podcast, and we are here tonight to talk about everything New York Mets baseball. Ryan, man, how are you feeling about that Game 1 victory that just went down? Feeling pretty good. Francisco Lindor walk-off hit. Mets were losing big early. They found a way to come back. It's been a, a pretty nice start to the year for my Mets. Yeah, Ryan, speaking about Frankie Lindor, man, could you talk a little bit about the transition from last year to this year and the hot start out of the gate for him? Yeah, so Francisco Lindor, uh, you know, I I wrote today and I I talked today on my podcast about how he's playing like the best shortstop in baseball, currently leading all shortstops and home runs and RBIs and runs and and F4. Mm -hmm. He's looking like the Lindor that got $341 million, and he got that contract for a reason. If you go back and look at his career, since he debuted, no shortstop has been more valuable based on wins or above replacement. Mm-hmm. No shortstop has hit more home runs than Francisco Lindor with 161. So this is an unbelievable player, and I think last year people looked at it for his season from a macro perspective and really didn't understand what we saw. And what we saw was two terrible months as this guy was adjusting to playing in New York City for the first time mm-hmm. with the pressures of that contract getting booed in a ballpark for the first time they don't boo you in Cleveland uh, <laughs> even if you are going through a terrible start so he hit below the Mendoza line through the first two months of the season and then from June 1st on he put up numbers that are very similar to the marks he had in his career in Cleveland so mm-hmm. I went into this offseason saying Lindor's going to have a big bounce back season and so far we're, we're seeing it we're seeing him uh, draw a ton of walks score a ton of runs drive in runs today two rbis with the big walk-off hit uh he looks incredible so far and even defensively this season he hasn't quite gotten off to the start that we know he's capable of so there's even more in the tank for him to help this team uh but the mets are off to a fast start really because of guys like Lindor and jeff mcneil bouncing back man uh perfect answer ron i absolutely love it man and and speaking about guys like jeff mcneil uh Man, you got Pete Alonzo and, and the, the addition of Starlin Marte. Man, could you talk a little bit about those guys and, and just how this Mets lineup's going to shake out this year? 
listening to Locked On Mets uh, at the end of last season, Starling mm-hmm. Marte was the one guy I pinpointed. I said, this is the free agent the Mets have to target. He adds a dimension of, of speed to the lineup that they just didn't have. Mm-hmm. I was even at the time before they signed him, I was saying that he would be perfect in right field and the Mets have decided to play him out there because his arm is going to play up in a big way in right field. I would not be surprised if by the end of the season, Starling Marte was in the gold glove conversation along with what he's doing as a table setter for this team. And I think he goes hand-in-hand with Pete Alonso because uh, one of the things I also said in my show is I said Pete's going to lead the National League at RBIs this year. <laughs> and a big reason I said that is because you have Brandon Nimmo and Starling Marte mm-hmm. getting on base in front of him. And with Marte, the, the speed just puts runs on the board. In the game today, he got a, a kind of a blue pit. He steals second, throw gets away, gets to third base. Then on a pass ball that didn't get that far away from the catcher, he was able to manufacture a run by himself. So that speed is really special. And then you look at the top four of their lineup, whether it's Brandon Nimmo or Jeff McNeil, uh, when you have Marte, Lindor, and Alonzo, it's as good of a top four as anyone in baseball. No doubt, man. Uh Absolutely incredible what the what the Mets have put together, man. And uh, Ryan, I want to talk a little bit about this pitching staff, man. Uh, we know we know about Max Scherzer and we know about Jacob Degrom, but can you talk a little bit about these guys like like uh, a Bassett and Carrasco and and McGill and Peterson, man? These guys that have stepped up. Uh, can can I get your opinion on those guys? Yeah, well, I I think Tyler McGill started today, so I'll begin with him. I mean, this Mm -hmm. is a pitcher that really burst onto the scene last year. He's one of those guys. There there was a lot of prospects and players last year that that you didn't see when the minor league season got canceled because of COVID that Mm -hmm. had these massive leaps, and that's what McGill was. But he was a pitcher in the minors who was getting by just throwing his fastball. So I think what people don't understand about McGill is last year, he was learning how to throw a slider and a changeup at the big league level. So that was a big adjustment for him. Now he has a full year under his belt. Last year uh, was the most innings he'd ever thrown by far. He'd thrown 35 and two-thirds was was the most he had thrown up until last season in one professional year now. He comes off a season where he threw 130. So he has that big innings jump that he's building off of. He had a normal offseason, and he's come back throwing harder. He's six foot seven and can touch 99. I mean, that's mm. going to play. And so having him as an X factor in this rotation has been huge. And then Chris Bassett and Carlos Grasco are very similar to me. These are guys that uh, they, they don't blow you away at their velocity. They're not the flashiest pitchers, but they're just guys that, that have a lot of, of weapons that they, at their disposal. And they have a, uh, a great idea of how to deploy them. And I think the stat that I really like about, about Carlos Carrasco that people don't realize, there's this uh, advanced metrics by Fangraph called XFIP, which is expected fielding independent pitching. Mm-hmm. It basically tries to tell you what a pitcher's ERA should be. And if you look at 2014 through 2020, Carlos Carrasco had the fourth best XFIP in baseball behind uh, Clayton Kershaw, Jacob DeGrom, and Chris Sale. He wow. was ahead of guys like Max Scherzer with a 3.05 XFIP. So Carlos wow. Carrasco is a really good pitcher. Last year, he blew out his hamstring in spring training, uh, sort of got rushed back by the Mets and was rehabbing at the big league level. It didn't work out. It was a bad year, but he has surgery this offseason to clean up his elbow a little bit. He now looks like himself, and that just adds another dimension to this rotation. We knew going into the year that if the Grom was healthy, you had this incredible one through three with the Grom Scherzer and then Chris Bassett. Mm-hmm. Now the Grom's not healthy. 
and the one through three of, of Scherzer, Bassett, and Carrasco looks just as good. And then you factor in McGill, who's thrown the ball well. Even David Peterson, mm-hmm. another young pitcher in the Mets, have is thrown the ball well. So hey, things could not be going better for this Mets rotation. I think coming into the day, they had like a 1.07 rotation yeah. on a starter ERA or something ridiculous. Yeah. Um, McGill gave up four runs, so that, that took a big hit. But uh, still, it's a team that is really loaded with starting pitching depth. And I think that's going to play a big when they get to October when you can maybe have guys like Tyler McGill, like Taiwan Walker coming out of the bullpen for you. Mm. I just sort of help out that, that group that isn't as impressive. Yeah, man. Ryan, I was just going to ask you, man, it, was there a possibility that they move like McGill or Peterson uh, to that bullpen? Because I know that is the one spot with the Mets that people are kind of unsure of. Uh, could you give me a guy that needs to step up out of that bullpen? Yeah, I think there's a couple. I mean, first of all, Edwin Diaz is is the biggest guy. Yeah. I mean, because he has the best stuff. He has the chance to be the best closer in baseball. He was in his last year in Seattle. It just hasn't been that for the Mets. So if he can be that guy, that's going to be a, a huge deal for the Mets. Uh, and they have some, some young guys that are decent, and Drew Smith has, has really kind of burst onto the seat and had a great start to the year. Trevor May was there big signing last year and I think mm-hmm. he's still reliable I, I would imagine the Mets make a move at the deadline though to, to add another a late inning reliever I, I do still think they're probably an arm short um, so I look at someone like Mark Melanson for the Diamondbacks who okay. signed a two year deal that almost feel destined to get traded at the deadline because uh, what are the Diamondbacks really going to do this year so mm-hmm. I, I, w- I would imagine the Mets make a move but you're right. There's a, there's a chance that you could put a McGill in the bullpen if your rotation um, gets healthy. If you get Walker and Degrom back, McGill could slide into the bullpen, and then that that 99 to 100 he throws could play up even more. Um, he could be a real weapon that can get you multiple innings out of the pen. Man, Ron. Uh... One thing I want to ask you also on this pitching staff, man, is is the injuries of Taiwan Walker and Jacob DeGrom. When are these guys expected back, and are they really serious? Or, um, you know, I, I don't think Taiwan Walker's is, but what is Jacob DeGrom looking like? Yeah, you're right about Walker. He, he's already uh, on the mend. I think he's he, he's going to have a rehab start at some point either this week or next week. So okay. I imagine Walker will be back um, at some point, probably before the end of the month. Uh, Jacob DeGrom, that's a big question mark. They're, mm. they're going to give him another MRI, I believe, this week. Might even be on Wednesday. Um, and see what what things are looking like. Uh, at this point, the good news was there was no structural damage uh, mm-hmm. to his arm. Um, so so the, in that sense, you shouldn't be too worried. But because of the season he had last year, and even a little bit in 2020, these little things just keep on popping up for DeGrom where he can't stay on the mound. The one thing I will say, though, is if you look at the, the larger sample of his career, he has been durable. So hopefully yeah. they can figure it out. I do think the Mets now really do have the luxury, though, with the way that McGill is pitching, to be very cautious. And I imagine number one goal at this point is just make sure they can have the ground healthy and in, in, in midseason form by October. So at this point, I would not be surprised if we don't see DeGrom until mid to late June. Mm. Um, they're they're going to be really cautious. And I would imagine yeah. that he's going to have a lengthy rehab stint too before they get him up in, in high stress situations at the big league level because, like I said, right now they have the luxury to do that. Mm. Man, yeah, got to be careful with that arm, right? Because uh, that could lead you to a World Series. Um, yeah. Man, Ryan, 
I, I want to ask you about a guy like Travis Jankowski as well, man. What do you do when a guy like Mark Hanna and, and you know, I, I know you said Nemo come back today off the COVID list, man. Where is Travis Jankowski's place on this team? Because, I mean, I know he hasn't hit for a whole lot of power, but, I mean, damn, he's putting the ball in play and getting on base. Yeah, I think it's actually interesting. There was a big spot tonight uh, or today where, where there was there's two runners in scoring position, one out, and I think it was in the bottom of the ninth. And Buck Walter decides to let Jankowski hit when he had Nemo ready on the bench. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have done that. Uh, for okay. me, I, it's a great start, but he's had a lot of he's had two or three bump base hits. Mm-hmm. Jankowski, I don't think he's going to keep hitting like this. He, yeah. He's a good player to have. Uh, I think the question with this mess team is because they have so many guys like Dominic Smith and J.D. Davis and, and mm-hmm. Robinson Cano off the bench, it's hard to be able to carry a Jankowski when the roster gets down to 26, but mm-hmm. he's a very useful player. He's got a ton of speed. He's a really good defensive center fielder. Uh, I think he, he really has impressed a lot of people. I think he's a very useful uh, player, but the Mets have, have so many other guys that they have the roster that uh, there is a chance that he might just be here in April and might never see him again in the Mets uniform, or there's a chance that uh, he continues to, to play the way he has, and the Mets sort of clear a, a road for him to continue to be the fourth outfitter this season. But his start this year is certainly unexpected. Man, Ryan, I was listening to the the uh, Just Baseball podcast earlier while I was at work, man, and, and the power rankings. They had the Mets at three, and I, I think they had the Giants at two. And uh, and I want... we, we actually had the, had the Giants at four. Oh, okay, four. My fault. My fault. My fault. Yeah. 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 I, I'm the managing editor at Just Baseball, so okay. I, actually, I actually added the, the, those power rankings before they went out. So, so okay. I think uh, I'm trying to remember the top three were. Yeah. Dodger, Dodgers were, were definitely one. Yeah. Uh, no surprise there. I think Braves were actually five, so I'm, yeah. I'm drawing a blank on who the top two teams. I think maybe the Blue Jays were Blue two. Jays, Blue Jays, Blue Jays. That's it. Yeah, yeah and, and you know, I think the Mets were three. That's what it yeah. was. Yeah, Mets were three, and Giants four, and, uh, and Braves five. Yeah, man, I, I, I follow a lot of Peter's stuff. Uh, I really like his takes. I watch his TikTok lives and everything, man. And, uh, I, you know, talking about that, I want a prediction from you about this New York Mets team. How far can this team go? Look, as a, as a long-suffering Mets fan, for me right now, the number one thing is I just want to see this team win the division. Mm. That, that that's that's the big thing. That's the one expectation I have is I, I really do think after watching this team for a couple weeks now, I think they are the best team. I know yeah. the Braves are the reigning champs, but uh, I think this Mets team has everything that they need to, to edge out the Braves in this division. And then I think once you get there, to me, I would set uh, my, my playoff expectation of the Mets based on Jacob deGrom. If Jacob deGrom and Max Scherzer are healthy, mm-hmm. it's going to be hard to pick any other team in the National League because you go into a series, um, in particular a seven-game series, knowing that those two guys start four of the games, you feel pretty damn good about your chances to win any, any given series no matter who you're playing. Man, that's awesome, Ryan. Hey, I'm right there with you, man. I think the Mets are going to take it this year. Of course, I'm down here in Mobile, Alabama, so it is heavy Braves country. So I got to watch what I say uh, because they will they will destroy me. Uh, they will be in the mentions so fast and talking about how they're going to repeat. And uh, and you know, one thing I do want to ask you, man, is 
what are your thoughts on this whole Freddie Freeman to L.A. thing? Because um, I know down here, man, Braves fans, like, they're still giving Freddie hell about it. And last night, watching him, uh, you know, his first at bat against the Braves, he, he hit the oppo, and uh, I absolutely loved it. Do you have any thoughts on it? It's, it's a really weird situation because the Braves found the only first baseman in baseball that would allow Braves fans to, to – um, to be taking it out on Freddie Freeman because if you don't have Matt Olson, <laughs> you'd just be upset that Freddie's gone. But Matt Olson is—I mean, he's probably a better player. He's a better defensive first baseman. Mm-hmm. He's younger right now. He's the hottest hitter in baseball. It feels like so. Uh, the, the Braves did a great job with that, um, mm-hmm. but at the same time, Freddie Freeman deserved to get paid, and, and what mm-hmm. he was asking for was not a crazy ass. So, so I, I don't think that Braves fans should have hard feelings towards Freddie. Um, if anything, I think that, again, the hard feelings would have been directed towards the organization had they not gotten this guy, Matt Olson, and they got him under a really friendly contract extension that, again, it may seem like they made the right call, but I, I still think that Freddie Freeman is going to be great for the next six, six years, and um, I think it was it was a pretty uh, pretty ballsy move by the GM of the Braves, Anthopoulos, to to let him walk. And and again, I think I think he he made a he made the right call for them, considering what Olson's doing right now. Mm, man, yeah, I'm I'm glad you answered that for me, Ryan. I was really wanting uh, your opinion on that, man. And and Ryan, before I let you get out of here, man, could you tell me how long you've been doing this uh, for the for the Mets and and just been you know covering baseball, man? Yeah, so uh, I started covering baseball 2015. Uh, I was a 19-year-old college student that mm-hmm. uh, had a journalism major just because I didn't like taking econ. And um, I ended up uh, writing an article from for a site called Metsmerized, uh, talking why the Mets should sign Daniel Murphy instead of UNS Cespedes after the season. So mm-hmm. that, that was my first take that I think has proved out to be a, a, a really good one. But uh, that article sort of popped off. They asked me to be a writer for the site, and sort of got swept up in it and have done a lot of different internships and different writing opportunities over the years. And then uh, I, I reached out to the Locked On podcast number before the 2019 season because they needed a host for Locked On Mets and started sending their CEO uh, episodes every day until they gave me the opportunity. And wow. I've been hosting it ever since. I'm coming up on my 800th episode now. Wow. Um, so we're, we're about four, the fourth season in three years and, uh, hosting locked on Mets. And, uh, I also, one of the guys that hosted locked on Marlins is, uh, Arm Layton. So that's how I, how I, I knew the, the founder of, uh, just baseball and me and him were really friendly. And that was my writing experience. I signed on to help them out as, as a managing editor. So, uh, really excited with a lot of the stuff we're doing over there. We actually have a new podcast that, uh, just got, released this week uh called the state of the division uh basically what what the idea of the show is is every day of the week you're gonna get an update on each division in baseball so uh peter apple uh he he launched things off on monday doing the ale show with uh our guy colby olson and uh you'll hear me on thursday with arm we're gonna be doing the nl east each week every single thursday so i got that going on and uh, people can find me at locked on mets monday through friday And, and sometimes on saturday if the mets have a big win man that's awesome ron uh Man, I, to be honest with you, I've been. This is my seventy-first episode, man, of doing this podcast, and I started this podcast up. And of course, like I said, I'm down here in Alabama, so college football uh, reigns supreme down here, and it's pretty much only the only thing people really care about for real uh, is, is Alabama and Auburn football. Um, 
but you know, I started uh, covering Auburn baseball, man, and I'm 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 a big baseball freak, and uh, you know, I, I know Auburn has their little podcast through the school and everything, but I said, hey, nobody outside of the school really covers Auburn baseball, so hey, let me jump on it, and I did, and I've been. You know, each series, man, uh, weeknight games and everything, I hop on, do my reviews, and I started branching out to people when, when you know, the lockout ended. I said, hey, let me jump into the MLB and start DMing some guys and see if they want to come on. And, you know, I, I snatch you up, and, and I get Josh Neighbors from Locked On Nationals and, and oh, yeah. uh, you know, Eric Hubs, yeah. man, from Barstool. He he come on last night to talk about the Yankees, and uh, it's just a blessing, man. And, and I really appreciate it, Ryan. I really appreciate you uh, answering me back and, and uh, coming on this podcast, man. But, you know, Sure. Man, if I could get you back on, like, you know, I asked Hubs last night, uh, you know, around the All-Star break, if, if you would be interested in coming back on, maybe talk about uh, the first half of the Mets and, and what do you think about, you know, your prediction for the second half? How do you feel about that? Yeah, for sure, man. I'm always, uh, I'm always uh, open to talk Mets baseball with anyone that's willing to listen, so for sure. Man, hey, Ryan, we really appreciate it, and we'll talk soon, man. All right, have a good one. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Uptempo Podcast. That was Ryan Finkelstein from the Locked On Mets Podcast. What an episode. Comes in, breaks down uh, the New York Mets, and... Hey, look, we were we were supposed to do this podcast a little earlier, but the Mets ended up in a tie-tie game going to extras. Uh, I think it was 4 to 4 with the Giants in game 1 of a doubleheader and uh and I messaged Ryan and I said, "Hey man, you know, you want to hold off on this episode. It's a pretty intense game." He said, "Yeah, at this point, let's do it. Right after it ends, I'll hop on." So, really cool guy. Really appreciate him coming on. And uh hey, that's been another episode of of the Uptempo Podcast. What a what a special two days having these guys on. So, hey, until the next one, I'll catch y'all. I'm out. Thank y'all. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 